Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Haiki Adulting. Today is going to be such a great episode, especially for you actors, actresses, people in the entertainment industry out there. We have the lovely Michaela Lysak on. I wanted to give you guys some show and TV recommendations because I feel like I haven't really talked about that quite yet. And it's honestly one of my favorite things to talk about with my friends, with my partner, because he's also an actor. So we're always constantly talking about the stuff that we're watching. And I feel like I haven't given you guys like the update, the state of the union on what I've been watching. So let's dive into that really fast. Some top picks as of recently. I'm just going to go kind of with the stuff I've been recently watching. Obviously, White Lotus, I have to give its props. It is so, so, so funny. Season one was great and season two was just as good. I think I liked season two, honestly, even better. Um, I love the cast so much and the writing is just so, so good. I mean, it's satire, so it's supposed to be just kind of making fun of these rich people going on their, their five-star resort moment yeah it's hilarious that's more of a comedy thing i kind of want to touch like all areas so let's do horror scary i've been watching a lot of scary stuff as of recently because chris is like only entertained by scary stuff right now he's like he's just having a ball with that we watched haunting of hill house haunting of hill house is one of my favorite shows of all time actually it has um victoria bedretti in it which she was in you season two and three and she's not going to be in this season or so they say the new season of you is actually coming out next month so i'm very excited for that but she's great after watching you season two is when i started watching haunting of hill house because i wanted to see more of her acting and that show just did not fail that and the haunting of bly manor because i love mike flanagan's work funny enough one of my first auditions ever was for a mike flanagan like series it was for the midnight club it already came out so it's on netflix now i auditioned for that and i just love his work so much i truly believe that he's able to capture horror in a way that is what honestly his work is what brought me into liking horror like i never really enjoyed scary stuff or saw the the appeal in scary because all i knew was like the michael myers movies or like scream and like slasher movies i'm not a fan of slasher movies they're overdone and there's so many of them already and it's like okay we already know they're all gonna die i like horror that's justified so i'm really you know i'm a big fan of midsommar i'm a big fan of hereditary um all of those movies like i really have found a love for horror and think that if it's done properly it's so good haunting of hell house did really really well on netflix but i just feel like it still hasn't gotten the hype that it gets like i need it to get as much hype as like you got you know it's about a family that goes through like you it flashes back from their childhood into their present and it shows it's just able to tie in grief so well with horror aspects as well as just sorrow and just family relationships it's able to show that and and um explore those topics really really well i i mean i 1000 percent advocate for it it's one of my favorite shows of all time and i recently watched it again with chris um a couple months ago like two three months ago because i was like you want a good show to watch let's watch haunting of hill house and i watched the entire thing over again and then we watched haunting of bly manor right after haunting of bly manor is just as good but i personally like haunting of hill house better um gonna do like a drama but this is also this is kind of thriller but a drama thriller that that I recently watched is a show that I've been wanting to watch for so long but only just got like got to it it was the first show that I watched coming back to North Carolina a couple weeks ago because I was like let's finally watch it it's been so long and supposedly season two is finally coming out in March so it comes out like a few days before my birthday so I'm so excited that's gonna be like a birthday present for me to just binge watch that show but um Yellow Jackets it's on Showtime and I got my like 30 day free subscription for showtime to watch this and it it's another one of those like um what's it called plane crash plane crash type lord of the Flies situations if you guys don't know the show the wilds on amazon prime which is also a wonderful show it's just uh, it's just not a present show that i've been watching um i watched the wild season one and two both really good. I'm pretty sure there's a season three coming out, but Yellow Jackets is kind of the same moment. I know uh, a lot of you guys who like Manifest, like that's a really big show on Netflix, another plane crash thing. And for some reason, like Chris was talking about how like, oh, all the plane crash shows are just like, they've all just been done, you know, like there's no reason for 
more plane crash shows and i'm like honestly though the plane crash shows that i've been watching those three examples have all been different justified and like good like it it's just it's not just a your average plane crash show you know twists usually don't surprise me or anything but honestly the twist of yellow jackets so good so good so excited to watch that with all of my people who are fans of yellow jackets so yeah and then also i've honestly just been diving into reality tv whenever netflix just comes out with any random uh reality tv show i'm always watching it in the background of my life um and the first week that i got back here to charlotte i was watching too hot to handle season four love is blind season three i'm watching the circle right now we watched dayton and related that was one that was really odd but i watched that a couple months ago with my family um yeah all the little tidbits of the netflix shows that have been coming out because netflix's budget has just gone down the drain like i feel like all they can afford right now is the reality shows so yeah i don't know been watching that um and that's just kind of what i used to fill up my free time kind of to have it like in the background playing but they're all just kind of they do what they do, you know? Oh, another really good one. I posted this on my story a few weeks back, but Intergalactic, if you guys haven't seen that, it's such a quick little fun movie. I don't know what the style of this is called, but I would love to see more of this in the future. I hope more of this is coming out, but Kid Cudi produced it. It's all of his work, his music, um, and it's like his character in cartoon format, as well as some of our other favorite actors that we love. It's, it's, a little love story in New York and it kind of shows like black culture from New York and like Chris said that it painted New York really well if you guys don't know Chris is from Long Island so he's just he would have been very very uh critical of the style but we both loved it we watched it while eating dinner one night um a couple months back when it first came out and it was amazing intergalactic e-n-t-e-r galactic um on Netflix so good movie quick watch and let me know if you guys like it we loved it so much and honestly i kind of want to watch it again um even if it's just in the background playing or something because it was very wholesome and just a fun watch so i feel like giving my tv and movie recommendations before our lovely actor guest was just exactly what we needed to start this podcast so without further ado let's go ahead and introduce Ms. michaela lizak to the podcast enjoy and i will talk to you guys in a future episode bye Hey guys, it's Jada, and today I am joined by one of the most highly requested guests for the Heike Adulting Podcast. Yeah. Hello, we've got Michaela Lizak, YouTuber, acting sensation, college student, screenwriter. She's she does all the things. This is gonna be a very fun episode. Introduce yourself to the podcast, this is ma'am. Yeah, hello everybody. It's Michaela Lizak. Um Jada kind of gave me a wonderful introduction. I'm so flattered. Had to. Um, I'm so excited to be here. I am a listener and I'm so excited to get into this. Me too. Oh my gosh. Tell us what's been going on. You on break, taking some rest. Yeah. So it's my winter break from college right now. I've just been chilling with my family, just kind of preparing for the new year, like figuring out what I want to do content wise, writing wise. Life's going to get pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely feel the same. Yeah, I go back to school on Saturday, so I'll be back on campus and doing a whole bunch of things. So yeah, oh my gosh, I saw your 2023 goals video, Queen. She's already got the goals video out, and I feel the exact same way. I think this year is going to be a, a big focus on just rest and just like actually creating content from the heart if that makes any sense like not focusing on what anybody else is doing simply just putting out whatever feels good you feel the same yeah I feel the exact same I feel honestly just tired of like seeing the same thing online all the time and as a content creator I definitely will feel pressured to like make things that other people are doing kind of follow the trends just because you see that it works but sometimes I'll be recreating it and I'll be like this is not really me and I need to just embrace who I am and just produce things that I like and it might not get as many views, but I know it'll reach the people that are my people and that'll like be stronger for you in the long run as a creator, you know, having the the fans that are really invested in who you are. Agreed. Like it's so nice to just woohoo, go viral, but it, it's one thing to like hold the attention of people to keep coming back and like 
the people who actually are going to gain value from your work. I think I think it's fun to do a trend every once in a while, like if it feels good and if it feels like true to you and if you put your your little spin on it. But I, I yeah, I think the example that you put in your video of like all the same style videos I'm like if I see one more girl doing her makeup and talking about something I'm gonna go crazy like it's just it feels like it's the same hook it almost feels like acting doesn't do you feel that like it feels like it's scripted like everyone's doing the exact same thing and I'm like I'm overwhelmed with it all so I like I'm just gonna consume the content creators that feel good to me and then hopefully I feel good to some people with whatever I put out and that's how I'm gonna roll this year (laughs) Yeah, and you've been definitely doing that. Like, I love Thank you. all of your, is it the TWS? I don't know. Oh, TSW? You, you TSW. were right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're good. TSW and, like, all of that because, like, you're not afraid to share that. And I feel like a lot of people would kind of conceal it. And, you know, I, I genuinely think that's really, really brave of you. And Thank it allows you. you to stand out. And you're reaching your people and you're helping other people through that which is really amazing and Thank that is worth so much. so much more because you can either just be like every other person and everybody will forget about you but because you're doing something different you're memorable so yeah I mean that's the thing it's like I guess going into this I didn't even want it to be something that I was like being remembered for because if anything I was like oh I do not want to be remembered for the skin condition oh my goodness but like if anything mm-hmm. I've seen so many people just feel like they've been like they're being represented like it's funny because there's other people who are going through tsw and um there's this one asian creator that i know too and we just had a conversation and she was posting on her story being like everyone who's struggling with tsw like it's mostly like the community that's creating content is mostly white creators and it's like we don't see the poc creators who are like stepping out and doing it and i mean it's such a hard condition to even just like put yourself on camera for dot 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 but like at the same time i feel like it's almost like something that i need to do and like you said, it's like I it's almost like going through this condition is like pushed me to not care anymore, because if anything, now it's like I feel my most authentic self no matter what. And then even when I heal and become my quote unquote normal self again, I'm going to be unstoppable. You know what I'm saying? It's like now nobody can tear me down. I am at my lowest of my low. <laughs> and if anything, yeah, like, I mean, it's been absolutely crazy. You came to see me. You literally came to see me. at. I, I don't know. That was like three months in I think three or four months in it was not that long thank you so much for coming by the way that meant the world to me I was like I had the little card still so cute um yeah and the flowers oh dude you're so sweet I yeah Michaela I guess we can talk about how we met um through YouTube um I've seen Michaela's content over the couple of years and I've watched her grow and post her content and I was like oh my goodness there's literally there's very like a handful of quote unquote acting creators like creating it's like you and like Madeline Patch you know and like Greta from (laughs) All American and it's like it's not that many creators who are actually um actors who are doing like BTS stuff but like I feel like now a lot of people are starting to do that more because people are so interested with the BTS and whatever and I think you've just been able to do it in an authentic way that has got people so inspired and ready to start acting and you know taking on that whole thing so um yeah I know people are going to be super excited to hear this episode so yeah, let's let's go ahead and chat about your your love for acting and filmmaking. When did you know that this was something you wanted to do? Yeah, so well, it started when I was really young. Um, third grade is like the earliest I can remember. Maybe even a little bit before that. I used to be like obsessed with Disney Channel and like Hannah Montana was my favorite show. I had a blonde wig, I had the dolls, I had everything, and I would stand in front of the TV and I would pretend I was her talking to Jackson and like acting out the scenes. And like in third grade, there was this school play and I wanted to audition for the role of Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. My mom was like, oh, you know, I don't think you should do that. There's going to be a lot of stress, a lot of lines. But I did it anyway. And I got the lead. And, you know, I just loved it, like performing on stage and everything. And I was like, Mom, I want to really do this. You know, I, I want to be on TV. <laughs> yeah. And she still didn't want to do it. She She saw that I was pretty good, but she was like, she had done extra work in the past and she just knew that the industry was not the best. It was, it was difficult, you know, it was hard for her and uh, she couldn't move out of extra work. So, you know, after enough nagging, she put me in some classes and through that I got an agent and it all just kind of like snowballed. So yeah, um, that's with acting. And then um, if I wasn't, you know, trying to do acting, I was like filming little movies on my iPad with my little brother and I would like, cut up the hair of my Barbie dolls and like 
paste it to his head to make him look like different characters that that is some hardcore stuff (laughs) and i would i would like feed him lines and dress him up like a whole bunch of stuff and um yeah i was just always like creating movies always creating it always just came like very naturally to me oh i love that yeah and correct me if i'm wrong but it was almost did it feel like easier to to start and kind of transition actually into the industry because you lived in California and because it was more accessible? Yeah, it was definitely a lot easier. I mean, my mom had some connections like with friends that she met in acting classes when she tried to pursue it. Um, you know, and just like on Facebook, she kind of like reached out to some people and because I was already in California, we could just, you know, go to like a class and um have those connections to agents and everything. So I would say that like growing up in California was very convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know a lot of people are always asking consistently, like, you know, I want to become an actor, but I'm from all small town, little here, you know. Um, and I know you and I had to both talk about this a lot, but if you want to start acting, there, there's something that you can grasp onto, whether if it's a little thing going on in your town or even if it's like, and these days, I mean, people are creating movies on TikTok. Like people are making short films. Like, I mean, I feel like opportunities are more, um accessible these days wherever you are because of the you know the growth of social media and just the access that everyone has to community like you can hop onto tiktok and find like film talk creators and find everyone who's making stuff um or you can even dive into like small acting groups that are in your town um and these days i mean i I don't i genuinely don't think you really have to be in la or new york anymore i do think that if you're really trying to pursue the whole acting thing and like you know take it a step further get an agent or whatever um that you can you can do it from your town you think yeah I definitely think so all you need nowadays is a self-tape setup and an internet connection yeah exactly a little bit of money for a casting service or you know whatever to put your headshots up and that's really all you need like it's I mean because nobody's in person anymore like not at all it was driving to auditions in traffic just to go in for five minutes and then drive back home and you know it was a lot and that doesn't exist anymore like we've it's been post-covid for a little bit I mean obviously it still exists but it's not you know like they're not trying to get back into the office like you can tell yeah yeah so it's this is probably like the new world type of thing I even hear for writers like I was talking to my professor who um you know is like pitching some stuff and he says like even when you're a screenwriter like you're pitching over zoom and like you're doing your first kind of calls just like actors so yeah it's really interesting yeah so honestly hopefully this gives you guys some inspiration because this is the time to do it folks you know so Mm -hmm. um yeah hop on it if you guys really feel that innate calling to to be a part of the entertainment industry in whatever way you feel like you can provide because this is the time um all right, we're going to transition. What is your opinion on the school system as creatives? I think you and I are both going to have maybe similar, maybe differing opinions, but I would love to hear everything you've got to say about it. Yeah, so like kind of what do you mean by this question? So like as hmm. just like like a I don't Possibly, know, I, like I think I think they mean yeah, no, I think they mean in the school system as related to creatives because um uh, I, I don't think just as like the school system in general because we all know that's got some fixing to do but um, I think as like a creative um, diving into it I guess as an actor I mean I'm not a screenwriter but I love some writing on the side but you're you're definitely in the screenwriting uh, side more um, mm-hmm. I think just your opinion on going like is it necessary to go um, why did maybe why did you go type thing mm-hmm. so like college or university Oh, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I would definitely advocate, yes. like, if you're a newer actor, like, definitely take some acting classes and go to, like, an acting school. Mm-hmm. Like, just to, I mean, not necessarily university or college, but, like, somewhere where you can train and grow your skills. I think that's very important because it gets you in front of an audience, you know, the other students in the class. You know, you familiarize yourself with what a script looks like for the first time. You, you know, you're performing and getting feedback. So I think that's super important, and I think that's – kind of what a school can provide for you like a safe space to fail to you know um, be able to explore and learn um, before you kind of get in front of people who will maybe like be like oh you know let's not see her again her audition wasn't really good or you know whatever (laughs) Um, or going in front of agents and managers and then being like oh they're not ready like let's just put 
their headshot to the side. Let's not, you know, so that if you get better in the future, they might be like, oof, you know, we saw them a while back. But so I think it's good, like, to just start out with training. It doesn't necessarily have to be college, but I think for what I'm doing with screenwriting, it's been really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, I've learned so, so much in the past, like, semester than I have in the past five years of just teaching myself screenwriting. That's so amazing. Um, And, you know, I think it was great that, like, over the years, I just read a ton of scripts from auditioning and whatever. And I always, like, idolized screenwriters and filmmakers. Like, whenever I watched a movie, even though I grew up as an actor, I always looked up to the filmmakers. Like, I never had, like, an actor inspiration. Those are the magic makers, yeah. Yeah, so, you know... I was always like, if I saw a really great film, I would read the script right after and I just taught myself everything. Um, But when I got to school, I really just, maybe it's because like my school specifically, USC is like one of the top schools in the world. Maybe, yeah. Um, And there's only like a few of us, but um, it's just been really great. Like all the techniques and they just, my school is really about how are you going to get your stuff sold? Because it's not really about... um, I guess, like, too much of, like, artsy stuff or whatever, like, how to make your writing, like, sound pretty, like, no, like, how do you get financing? How do you, mm-hmm. like, get this in front of people? There's so many programs, like, if you go to a really good school, there's, for my school, there's something called first pitch where agents and managers, it's, like, a, like speed dating, and you, like, pitch yourself, you pitch your stories, and, like, a lot of people get representation from that. Um, Pretense Penny, the showrunner of Issa Rae's Insecure, actually is doing um a program for black poc writers to get their projects picked up and like take you around with different networks to try and get your projects developed and it's like only like a select few kids um so just the opportunities that are available through the school system for me um i really want to take advantage of like literally the other day i was walking around campus and i saw mindy kaling walking (gasps) shut up like i passed her and damien and damien chazelle was like at one of my classes and he's like I literally cried. I worked with him on the on the recent movie on Babylon. I did extra work for oh, it because wow. I just wanted to. I just wanted to see him in action. It was so fun. I was like, "Where is that man?" And he was doing his thing. It was so fun. Yeah, he um he was there talking about Babylon for like a symposium class. Love. I was so sad that I wasn't in the class because I. Oh, been, you were. <laughs> That's no. Awesome. I've been following him since like I was like since Whiplash came out and like just I've seen that movie like a million times it's one of my favorites but yeah so I mean all these amazing people in the industry um the Trojan Mafia like the Mm -hmm. connection it just has been really great for me like networking with other students who are creatives like I can be in their short films and like all these people will end up working as higher-ups in the film industry just like Shonda Rhimes, Ryan Coogler, John M. Chu who all went to the school so I just think I'm in a very lucky position because it's also like the school system is very expensive. Like you have to be privileged to even enter that. Yeah. And I like just the financial burden is insane. I'm so thankful that I haven't had to take out loans and I just paid my tuition. Like I just finished this morning. Um, Yeah. But I'm paying like a lot because I don't want my parents to pay Mm -hmm. for a lot of it. So I'm paying like, two-thirds and they're paying a third just with my acting savings and with YouTube so I will say like it's definitely a thing that comes with privilege and like um you know so I I just feel really grateful for the position I'm in but it's definitely kind of messed up at the same time no for sure no I no but I'm so glad that people like you who I know are trying to just make Hollywood a little bit better you know what I'm saying like I'm glad that it's going to you because we need more people who represent all of us other POC girlies out there who are trying to be in this industry. Like we need, we need people who are able to go, to go, you know, go do that thing and be there and, and be in those rooms because you completely deserve to be there. I'm so excited for the future to see all the things that you end up doing, whether if that's acting, screenwriting, whatever. But like, I'm telling you, as soon as you got accepted, I was like, I was so excited. I was like, let me see the vlogs. (laughs) Like that was my first thought. I was like, let's see the vlogs. Um, yeah, no, I'm so proud. Thank you. There's only like, um, there's only like a few black writers. I think there's like, Mm. including me, maybe five in our cohort of 30. Um, and it's mostly women, which is really cool. My cohort specifically. Um, but yeah, definitely more representation. And I'm glad that like I got into the school because like, 
just being able to have those resources and like with that knowledge I'll be able to like teach other people and like just again make Hollywood more accessible like if I start you know writing my own things I want to be able to give back to my community like do Mm -hmm. more accessible casting calls like if you don't have an agent or whatever because I know it's so hard to get into this industry and that's like a big part of why I do my YouTube channel um you know teaching people like how to get an agent how to get started I think it's just super important to me so yeah. yeah no I love it I love it I think uh, there's a couple of questions that were asked that were just kind of in the same niche but I guess I'll answer from my perspective of the school system as well as just kind of pursuing the entertainment industry with slash without college so that was Michaela's um that was Michaela's side of pursuing the industry and I guess on my end if you guys don't know my background I went to a performing arts high school in Charlotte North Carolina we have some cool alum that went to our uh, high school here and we mostly focus on like musical theater so that was my whole like life for a very very long time and then I graduated a year early moved to New York City and then I was on to auditioning for Broadway I was doing all that stuff um, and then I got a dance agent that was my first agent so I was not even anywhere affiliated with film or tv at all and I got that dance agent, auditioned a bit more, all that things. And then COVID happened. So I moved back down to Charlotte because no one was up in New York City at the time. And I figured, well, no live performances are happening. Let's finally go after this film and TV thing. Like if it's still even happening, let's just try and get an agent, audition, see what's kind of the environment right now. Um, and after asking a couple of friends for referrals to agencies, I got a referral um did a little self-tape that they had me they just wanted to see myself on tape for a bit and then got accepted and then I started auditioning like full throttle um and then kind of when COVID started kind it wasn't cleared up yet but I knew that I wanted to move to LA after that because I was very interested in film and TV after even the couple of auditions that I did I I was very very excited and I was like honestly I I like this route and if Broadway were to ever happen again it just seems like it wasn't going to happen so I was thinking long term and being like if Broadway isn't going to come back for the next how many every years like I'm gonna go down film or uh, film or film slash TV and um and honestly a lot of the stuff that I was interested in Broadway wise anyway was stuff that was like shot for TV. So it was like blank, blank the musical or blank live or whatever. So it's like, that was the stuff I was interested in anyway. And that's, that was the stuff that I was kind of going out for with my dance agent to begin with. So I was like, let's just make the whole transition. Um, So yeah, so that was my start. So I didn't really have the traditional college experience that a lot of people go to pursue afterward. Um, A lot of students that went to my performing arts high school went on to get their BFA in musical theater at whatever college that they chose to get. So that was that's kind of like the typical route a lot of people took. Um, And because we didn't have a a focus on the film TV world, we didn't really study that. So that was honestly just up to me to pursue on my own. And that was kind of the route that I went down and I used all of the training that I had prior with all the theater training that I had and all the singing training, whatever dance training that I had um, to go down that route. So that is the reason why I didn't pursue college because I, I kind of already knew what I wanted to do. Hence why I even graduated early in the first place and moved to New York City. I would have never done that if this wasn't a passion of mine. Um, so I knew that this was something that I wanted to do. Um, I do think that if you weren't exposed to the arts in the way that I just happen to graciously be um I do think that school is important or some form of school I think that you should know what you're getting yourself into like Michaela said like know what a self-tape is know how to read a script know know those things and it's funny because like yes we we did a lot of theater stuff and musical theater stuff but like I had never really read like film tv scripts until I started like putting myself on tape which is crazy but um but yeah but after that after knowing what I was going to get myself into I knew that like girl you have to start reading scripts like you got to know what's going on you got to know how to read this all the um all that stuff um and so it's it was mostly trial and error self-taught whatever but also just uh putting my and then I got into some classes uh virtually before moving to LA and then I did a whole like intensive when I went to LA um, just to really know the basics and all the things that I needed to know Um, and yeah and for me that wasn't the college route but for you that may definitely be the college route if that's what you want to do like Michaela so I mean Michaela did what you did acting for so long growing up and you've been like training in that area so you went to school for screenwriting which makes 1000% sense you know what I'm saying but like if you're just starting on a blank slate, say you're 18, trying to figure out what you want to do, maybe you want to go 
acting route, whatever. I think it just, it takes a bit of sitting down to see what avenue you want to go down, what market you want to be in. There's just a lot of things that you kind of have to ask yourself because it's so case by case, in my opinion. Um, I think the school system is good for some things. I think it's not good for some other things. So that's up to you to decide. Um, that's not for me or Michaela to tell you. Um, but um, that that's that was the difference for just our stories. It's funny because on my podcast, I have so many other people who have told their stories on moving to LA and they have a completely different route. Um, a good example is Sophie Jordan Collins episode. So if you guys want to check that out, she talks about how she moved to LA with no money from, from Michigan. She drove there, started college because that was an easy way to move to LA. And then she completely like dipped out of that and did everything else. So, so many different stories. Uh, it's, it's up to you to, to choose what you want to do but that's kind of the difference that's that's what we're here to tell you our differences um yeah let's see next next question um when do you feel is the right time to start getting headshots applying for an agency or when's the right time to kind of pursue these different steps yeah I think it again like all depends on the individual but I usually say a good way to gauge it is like if you're in an acting class and you kind of see a difference in like the feedback you're getting. Um, so like if your teacher um, is like maybe giving you less notes or it's more positive feedback, um, you know, I think that's when you can kind of see your improvement. And then I would also suggest like really talking to your coach being like, hey, do you like seriously think I could, you know, start like taking this a little more seriously um, and just kind of seeing it like that. But again, it all really depends. I would also suggest like saving up because like the right time might be when you have saved up enough money to go get headshots and, you know, do all of that. But it really depends on the individual and where you are, you know, in your journey. Yeah. Agreed. Um, like you said, this industry is expensive, baby. Like you've got to, you've got to prepare for it. And yes, it, it's such a privileged and annoying thing to say, but I mean, if you guys want to hear the real straight up stuff, like, I mean, you have to save up for headshots. You have to save up for classes. You have to save up for all these different expenses that you, you were going to calculate and be like, where did all of this come from? But it's very, very important. <laughs> yeah. And even like, um, signing up for like a casting service, if you don't have an agent, like, usually that's a good place to start just to build your resume. That's a great place to start. So just, you know, usually signing up for multiple of them and then it costs money to even add your headshots on. Oh my gosh. And you're a real and this and that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, and Hey, we all love acting. That's the thing that I tell a lot of people who either, you know, want advice from me specifically. I, I usually say like, look, everyone loves to act. We are all here to be creatives, which is amazing. But even you talking about screenwriting and going to USC and like how the important stuff that they're talking about is like financing and how to actually get your stuff in the room. It's it's more so about the business side of things. And I mean, I think a lot of people fail to account uh, the business side of acting, which is a, it's, it's a really big part of it. I mean, and when you're, when you're diving into it, you might not know that much about it, but I highly suggest that the research goes to there, the money goes to there. Like if you guys want to train with people to give you guys like the actual scoop on all of that stuff, where to put your money, all of that. It's very, very important. Um, and yeah, I, I know people asked about like, how do, how do you man- maintain acting your survival job in school? I guess I can talk about that a bit, but um, yeah, I, I mostly survival job. I know people, a lot of people were asking about that too. And it's going to be different for everybody. I mean, you hear so many actor stories. I mean, you hear one actors working at three different places before they booked their big gig. And that took like 10 years, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, everyone's got their story. Um, and a lot of times money plays a part of it. And sometimes when you have, when you're able to not worry about finances, maybe your family lives in one of the big, um, the big hubs for acting. Maybe you just have some privileges in some areas. They give you a leg up, just find where you do have those privileges and use that and leverage yourself. Because, you know, I mean, we can either sit there and complain and be like, Oh, I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. I, I don't have this. Or you can say, Oh, I think I have this friend that did this maybe here. Let me talk to her, ask her for a few pointers, whatever. Um, I, I, I feel like you just have to be really resourceful in this, in this industry. And, and that way, I think that's when you can kind of 
gauge when you're ready for certain steps you know like you have this headshot photographer that one of your friends shot with go shoot with them see if their stuff is good like is their stuff getting pitched um in rooms for auditions like are they getting appointments um all that stuff uh agencies you can see you know who went to college with you blah blah blah. like basically just using your the network that you do have and leveraging what you do have to to get started as well I I say yeah for sure because I feel like it kind of sucks because again yes everything in LA is so expensive like tell me why a studio apartment is literally like three thousand dollars like what that is why I am back in North Carolina right now. I did. There's just literally no way for me to afford that while going through TSW and being still and not working. Like, I mean, it just made sense to come home, you know, and that's just some real shit, you know, like you really just have to be honest with yourself because yeah, if you don't have family, like a lot of us don't moving out to LA or New York city, you're going to have to figure out a way to support yourself and live there. Um, and just all the other things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, um, I'm actually working on this video about why it's so hard to break into Hollywood, um, and one of the, like, things I brought up is just, again, like, money, because that's a huge component, it is. but it's, like, usually the people who are able, like, it takes time. This whole industry takes time. Like, if you want to be successful, it's a lot, it, like, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like, you have to realize that. It's not for the faint of heart. Like, you really gotta put in the work and the time. <laughs> It's all about time. And everybody's journey is different. Some people might hit it big like immediately when they get in. But most people, 99% of us, have to go through the grind and the struggle. Um, and so with that, if you're trying to live in LA, the people who have more privilege, who have more money, are allowed to stay in the game longer because yep. this game is about time. And so if you don't have the resources or the money to play the long game, you're not going to survive. And so that's what's so messed up. And that's why it's such a, like, again, it's, you can have such a passion for acting, but like, there's so many other things that play into it. And it's like, that's just life, you know? And like, when you grow up, you start to realize that. And like, because I started so young, like, I, it really matured me just like, not even the money aspect, because like, my parents, like, you know, they were able to do all of that stuff. And then as I got older, I had to start like paying for my own classes, paying for headshots and the responsibility went on me. And now like I'm paying for my own college. So it's like, I am like learning like, wow, like if I didn't have my parents, I would not, you know, be anywhere. And so just like, yeah, over the years, you just really realize like, it's, it's not an easy industry, just even with like the rejection and like all that mm -hmm. and knowing like, like, such a small percentage of it is like talent or like it's like not the majority of it because there's so many talented people mm -hmm. there's so many other factors that play into it so it, you just have to realize it's a business and don't take it personally and it'll really like give you thick skin and it'll really grow 1000 percent, bro. like you will get used to the rejection you will get used to all of the things that you just won't be able to to do like I mean even right now like I felt like going through TSW I was like oh my gosh like I'm gonna be two years behind like everyone else is just gonna keep going and this and this and this and like you literally just can't look at it that way like I mean if, if you are passionate about this thing and you want to take it somewhere and that is what you are set out to do do it and there will there will be a time and place and a little hot window for you to do it if it's something that you really really want to do like I mean again if you don't grow up in one of the areas it's it's not really something that you can just be like, oh, I guess I'm kind of interested in it. Maybe I'll do it. Like you would, you really have to commit to the idea of like pursuing it. Otherwise it's just never going to happen. You can't just really fall into extra work, like in your town, you know, if there's nothing going on. So yeah, passion is the only thing that will get you through it. Passion will get you there. And then all of the other logistics is the stuff that's going to keep you there. I guess that's mm -hmm. the best way to put it. Um, yeah, I, I think we put that out realistically. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, let's do let's do the dealing with parents one. Um, I don't know mm -hmm. if you and I can uh, really relate to this because I, I'm pretty sure we've had somewhat supportive parents up until a certain point. Um, but dealing with parents slash people not being supportive of an acting career um god you want to take this one first <laughs> yeah I mean if you're starting out as a child actor I feel like it's very difficult to not have parents in support of your career because you need them to like help you even get a work permit and, yep yep um drive you to like go 
get headshots or like pay for things like you probably don't have a job <laughs> like when I started I was nine I could not pay for anything so um I think that really what I tell my followers and I have a few videos on just like how to get your parents on board with your career is like showing them that you're passionate or just yep. in any way like showing like if you're in high school like you know try and get into the school play and show them like this is your dream, like, you know, constantly talk about it, constantly show that it's, you know, what you're interested in. And so, so it's not like them being like, oh, well, if we want to invest in her career, it's like, well, she only talked about this for a week. And like, it mm -hmm. could be just a fluke. Like, if you, you know, really put in the time, show that you're passionate, they might ease up and like, you know, maybe give you some money to like, you know, do a little thing on the side or, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be big, but they can like, you know, give you an allowance, to like go get headshots or whatever, you know, it could be like a gift. Um, so with that and then, yeah, just stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's perfect. I feel like, I feel like you laid it out perfectly. I mean, I just say do what you can with what you can. And we've got, you've got a Michaela's channel. You've got a Jada Jones channel to help you with all of oh, the yeah, things that. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say there's so many resources online that are free. Mm -hmm. Like you can look up SAG after conversations and listen to a whole bunch of actors talk about you know their journeys you can watch us yeah you can um you know and even in the summer like you can get a summer job and if you're in high school there's theater classes like there's yep. free resources around you all the time no again yeah there's no excuses if you want to do it and and again like these days you can pull up scripts from whatever you want to watch online so i mean or whatever you do watch already online read that stuff like get affiliated with what you're about to get yourself into and um and once you're a certain age your parents really can't say anything so once you hit that like 18 19 20 like spot just take it into your own hands do what you feel like you want to do with this and then yeah i mean it doesn't have to be on a big scale this is the one thing that i mention every so few podcasts but like people think that like when you want to be an actor it just has to be that like one percent like that most of the actors in this industry are not in that one percent and might never be in that one percent so if acting is something that you love to do you have to be willing to throw yourself and like get dirty with everything else that's like nearby and close by so like all the student films and things that like especially if you're just starting like dive into all of that stuff first like that stuff that is right there people want people to be in their films you know um there's so many people online there's facebook groups of people who need like pas like say you want to work on the back end of things just to like see how a set works period you know like really utilize all of the stuff that's already out there people who are asking for help um there's a lot of people who are trying to get their stuff produced so yeah do what you can with what you can and there's no excuse that's the overall lining of that <laughs> um okay cool we have two more little sections okay one being people were asking bts on some set experiences give us some like give us like one or two stories of like times where you felt really good on set or something something that people haven't heard okay um i think like Okay, one cool experience was when I was on the set of Grey's Anatomy and I was like laying in my hospital bed and You played Jada, didn't you? You played a Jada. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and um Debbie Allen, like it was just after like a crying scene or whatever. And, you know, after a cut, Debbie Allen like walks up to me in my hospital bed and she's like, Hi, Michaela, I just wanna say my name's Debbie and I was like oh. I know who you are. <laughs> but anyway, she's like, I just want to say, like, you're doing really great and all of that because she was watching from Video Village and I was like, oh, my gosh. So, so that was really cool. Um, just that whole set experience was amazing. Um, and I also have a video on that as well. So if you're interested in the behind the scenes and you actually want to see behind the scenes of that show. But um, then, like, New Girl was a really fun one because there was just so much improv that would happen. Oh, nice. I would say the only downside of being, like, on a comedy is that there's a whole bunch of rewrites all the time. So, like, we kept getting new drafts. I worked on it. The, like, most of my scenes I did were with Sailor, Curta, Olivia Rodrigo, mm -hmm. um, De Zoe Deschanel, and then Jake Johnson, I think is his name. So, just, I mean, those two, Zoe and then Jake, just so much improv. Just, like, when I was on The Kroll Show with Nick Kroll, like, I love stuff like that. and But it's so hard to, like, keep in your laughs during, like, the tape. <laughs> So, um, 
that that was really fun. Oh Aww. my gosh, I'm just I'm just thinking of a whole bunch of them, like live studio audience things, and like, but th- those are just some good memories Off that the top come of to head. mind. Yeah, oh, love. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited for all of the things again in the future that are upcoming. All the things. Are you on? Are you on break right now? Like while you're while you're studying at USC, are you taping or? Yeah, I. I it's. So I guess that goes back to that balance question or the maintaining mm-hmm. acting and your survivable job in school. Cause I don't think I actually really answered that one. Oh, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, with like figuring out how to balance all that, cause it's a lot of time. Like I started off the first semester, like the first month with having a really great sponsorship deal for YouTube and YouTube is basically like my survival job. That's what I'm doing to really make tuition and all of that stuff. So I had a really great sponsorship deal with Grammarly, and then I also booked a really amazing job with people, like, the biggest names in Hollywood right now, and I can't say anything, because I'll get in huge, huge NBA. trouble. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like, it's gonna be insane, but I helped on the development of it, and, um, yeah, so I wish I could say something, but I can't, but I helped with the development, and it was really cool, they needed actors, and I was w- in the room with, like, A-listers, like, it was crazy, but um, that was also during the first month of school, so I had to be out. And then it's really hard because in college, like, missing one class, like, usually you only have one free absence, and, like, missing a whole class will set you behind, like, way, way far, because you only have, like, one of your main classes a week. So that was difficult, and then being under contract, like, I was having mental breakdowns, and I was, mm-hmm. like, not sleeping, and... It was a lot. And so I had to really, in order to maintain all of these, I really just had to communicate. So with my team, I mean, I've been doing acting for so long, like nine years of my life. And, you know, I want to be able to nurture this other part of me, the writer side of me. And I've had that passion for so long and I really want to explore that. So just like with my manager and my agents, I just said, you know, I'd only like to go out for these types of things. I kind of want to filter out like more like of these types of projects, whatever. So it's definitely helped. I still do like a few self tapes here and there, but it's not as many as I would normally do. So it's just whatever I feel is like worth my time. And I've had to learn how to say no, because I feel like when you're, you know, especially when you're a newer actor, you feel like you always have to say yes to an audition. Even if you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not the right fit or like, oh, like this is not going to work, but I'm going to have to try and make it work. And you just sacrifice so much of yourself. And I was just tired of like, that constant like okay like I'll just try and make it work I'm like okay so I dropped my commercial agent that makes sense because commercial like I I don't know if people know but commercial is a very like you have to tape today because you have to be on set in five days type of thing like so Mm -hmm. it's very short term versus like theatrical stuff might that might like you're auditioning right now it's going to shoot in six months so you have time to prepare you have time to let your professors know that you're going to be out but like commercial stuff Mm -hmm. like I can see why you just have to sit there and prioritize what are the what are the jobs and gigs that I can you know say yes to audition for because auditioning does not guarantee you the spot so it's like you're literally auditioning and putting yourself out there only to get rejected like so many so many times if you're not like ready to do that and you have so many other things you're gonna have to weigh what's weigh what's important you know yeah yeah so got rid of my commercial and just kind of filtered everything and so now it's a lot better and even with that, like, it's still sometimes hard to do YouTube as well, because I love posting, but I take my content, like, very much quality over quantity, and I've tried finding editors. I've been trying for a year. For some reason, I can't find a good one or one that can match my style, so when I go back to school, I'm going to be interviewing people at, actually, my film school and putting up a job listing at SCA and seeing if I can find, um, like, a good student that will be able to work with me on that, but... I've just gotten to the point where I'm realizing like I have so many passions that I need to start delegating and really building a team if I actually want to grow because I've gone to a point where like okay I'm like successful but if I want to be even more successful like you really have to take the leap and like find people or else you're not gonna be able to grow and I'm like the type of creative that is like oh my gosh I am so good at a lot of things like I can do this by myself like I I, like Mm -hmm. I know how to do it blah 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 but that's actually like it's not good to just do everything yourself because one burnout which a million times I've burned out and two like you just won't be able to grow and your time is worth so much your time yeah. is so valuable so and you can't valuable. just be sitting editing like find somebody else to do that 
And, you know, then you can work on like, I want to build a website and all that stuff. So like, then I can work on that. I can work on other things and then keep growing my brand. And then, you know, all that stuff. Cause I need time to write my freaking shows. Like this is, I can't be editing for hours. So they always say like, when you're trying, it's funny that you say that because I actually just hired two people onto my team to help because like, I need help going into this year, just like with TSW, whatever. And I did it in exchange for like a mentorship program because I'm like, I know what I'm able to offer right now. And if this is valuable to someone, like, please handle my emails, please handle editing the podcast and please handle all the things that like, I just need to outsource and let go of right now because it's important like you've got to free up the time for the stuff like if someone else can do this save jada jones for the things that she can do and like need to do to continue to grow because right now i feel like i'm just like one step forward two steps back like every single time i'm like doing something because it's just the same old repetitive stuff i also can't let go of my youtube editing just yet like it's just too i just like no one can hit it you know i I completely understand like what you're saying from that it's like you just know it so well but like once you find the right person and it clicks like you're going to be able to do so much more with your time and produce so much more content and then do everything else that you need to do with school and writing and whatever like you just when you get to a certain point and you're juggling all of these things it's so important to prioritize 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 the things that are important to you like and like actually see what's important because I mean sometimes you'll try and be like well I guess but I really need to get up this YouTube video but you're like no deadline at college hello tuition money yeah. is just not gonna fly out of my pocket you know um so so yeah I think it's a lot of sitting down and being like weighing what weighing what's important and for a lot of people sometimes you know that job that you have that you're also balancing with you know just trying to make rent and then also all the auditions that you have you have to prioritize so much time and sometimes it means you're not going to be able to go out with your friends sometimes it means you're going to have to take a weekend off just to film the tapes that you've gathered because they're all due monday morning you know stuff like that um but I think you just get better with decision making over time, hopefully. Um, but sometimes you're just never perfect at it. Like a lot of people, we still don't know how to do it. It, it sometimes it just comes up on us, and um, you just gotta have to figure it out uh, as it comes. But, but yeah, very important to prioritize stuff. I feel like it's just a big lesson that you learn being very independent in this industry because you don't really have teammates unless you hire people on. You're by yourself until you're you're hiring people to do stuff for you. So, yeah, I feel the same way. Got you, got you. Um, last we've made it to the end of the episode oh my goodness we've got to get our top adulting tip for the listeners from Michaela. i'm excited to hear this i'm excited <laughs> i don't know if i have tips i'm new to this i just turned 19 but yeah so uh, freshly 19 happy belated thank you i would say you know have a laundry basket because, <laughs> <Dead ass. laughs> because I mean okay I came back home and my laundry basket was gone one of my siblings took it ever since I was away from college and so if you don't have a laundry basket your room gets so messy so fast and you'll be like how did this happen just have a laundry basket and then all your dirty clothes will not be on the floor they'll be in a basket so that's what I would say I love that that's that's an amazing adulting tip and that's a good place to end it I think thank you so much Michaela get your laundry basket and 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 all will be good (laughs) um yeah shout out uh shout out your YouTube your your Instagram where we can find you all the things yeah um speaking of fixing dirty clothes i'll be uploading a life reset video this saturday so if you want to see me pick up clothes and reset my life for this year you can head over to at michaela lysak on youtube m-a-k-a-y-l-a-l-y-s-i-a-k same thing on instagram and tiktok love that was an amazing transition for uh the laundry basket tip and um yeah thank you so much for sharing the mic with me i know everyone is going to resonate with this episode so so much and yeah thanks for your time thank you for having me all right guys thank you so much for listening and i will chat with you guys in a future episode bye